This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 139, Live a Value-Based Life. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. my friends. We are doing replays of old episodes from my former podcast, Life Lovers Radio for the next few weeks while I'm on break, recovering from burnout and doing some rebranding of the podcast and in my business. And today I have an interview that I did with Kate Snowwise back in 2017. It hasn't been released in gosh, three or four years now. This episode is so good. I listened back to it recently. We talk all about how (laughs) to live a value-based life. And I found myself taking notes and um, really just, again, taking in some lessons on a deeper level as I listened in. So get ready as you listen to our interview. Um, If you're new to these replays, at first I have my old intro that I did on my old podcast, introducing Kate and what we talk about, and then we go into the interview. So it's like an intro on an intro with the interview, but I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did, and I hope you are doing well, and I can't wait to see you when we come back out for new episodes in February, but in the meantime, enjoy this one. Hey there, welcome to this week's episode of Life Lovers Radio. This month on the show, we have been talking all about how to bloom and blossom in your life. And I believe one of the absolute easiest ways that you can start to blossom and really create a life you love is by knowing your values. I do some value work with my own clients, but I knew when I wanted to talk about this, I wanted to bring in my dear business buddy, Kate Snowwise. Kate, to me, is the values queen. She does so many different assessments to help her clients tap into values, including one that she has put together herself. That is incredible. She's going to talk about it today on the show. Now, a little bit about Kate is that she is a life and executive coach who helps her clients feel aligned at a soul level so that they can create the lives they crave. Her online coaching mixes psychology with old school wisdom. She has an MS in psychology and worked for a number of years as a corporate psychologist before setting up her own coaching practice. And you can find her at www.thrive.how. She is an associate member of the American Psychological Association and a member of the International Association of Positive Psychologists. Kate has a weekly podcast that I adore. It's genuinely one of my favorite shows out there, and it's called Here to Thrive. I've been on the show. Um, I was interviewed a few months ago, and she has brought in some other amazing guests like Emma Milton, Rebecca Campbell, 
I highly encourage you to go check it out. It's a great show. But first, you got to listen to our interview here, right? So without further ado, here is my interview with Kate, where you're going to learn how to live a values-driven life. You're going to know how to tap into those values and what it feels like when you are aligned with your values and when you're not. Kate, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am so excited to have you and to talk about values and help the listeners use values so that they can become their best self. I've told them a bit about you in the intro, but I would love for them to know about values and what you define it as, and then how you found values in your life or the power of them and your whole journey to living this whole value-based life. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. It is such an honor to be here talking to your life lovers. Values. So, uh, Values to me are what I define as the keys to our fulfillment. I really see our personal or our core values as being the stuff that brings us alive and that we need to be aligned with to be truly happy in our lives. So when I say keys to fulfillment, I see them as the kind of like the foundation pieces that we can build our own individualized good life from, because I don't think it's fair to say that we all need the same things. And when we can get down into that level of, well, what are our core drivers? What are, what are our core needs that we can really design these customized and beautiful lives that fulfill us and our uniqueness, not sort of, a one size fits all model. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know how I am, Kate, of course, we're going to talking in on this broad spectrum of everybody getting to listen to our conversation today, but you know, I love this whole individualized thing. And it's so true is that we all have to look at our life individually and not in this generalized bucket because so many of us are going after what society is wanting. And I think you'll agree with me that values are really the way for you to figure out what do you want in life? Absolutely. I mean, for me, I see values as being kind of intimately connected to that whole concept of authenticity. And authenticity can be such a buzzword, but it comes down to you can't express yourself if you don't know what you need and who you are. And we are all different. And so that's why I find value so powerful is it's for me, a real key to working out if you're in alignment with your core needs. It kind of makes the buzzwords a little bit more usable, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And have meaning behind right. it, too. Yeah, like you said, the authenticity buzzword, I used to be like, what does that mean? I don't get it. But then you, you get it after you know yourself, like you said, and know what's important to you. You're like, yeah, okay, I'm in it. I'm, I'm living it. It feels good. That's exactly it. You know, authenticity is just kind of this crazy out there word, like be your true self. But until you can have language or ways to be able to discuss what that true self needs, wants, and how you want to express yourself in the world, it's truly nothing more than another kind of buzzword. Yeah, for sure. Well, Kate, I'm curious, how did you discover values and what was life like before you had a value driven life? It's really interesting that you say that. So my background, I was a corporate psychologist. So I used to work with big organizations to help them with their people and get the best out of their people. So 
I did a big project when I was about probably about 25. I was fairly early in my career with a insurance company and they had this amazing program called, I think it was called like values based organization or something like that. It was a program where they were trying to teach their people about the values that they wanted them to have as, as a business. You know, these are the values we live by as a business. And a lot of organizations do that. They have these values frameworks that people, that's the way they discuss what they want their culture to be like with their people. So I came very much from this values from an organizational perspective. And that was my first introduction. And then as I went through in my career, um, I did a lot of personality testing and then some emotional intelligence works that was also tied to kind of core drivers and what we needed in our workplace to be happy. So that was really my first introduction to values. And it was very much from, first of all, a macro level, looking at organization and then realizing, hang on a second, individuals, we have core values too. And what does that mean for our lives and how can we communicate our needs better once we know what our core values are. So I started at the macro level and then came down to the individual level and started applying that to my own life and also my clients and realizing that the values part was such a crucial bit and it took it so much deeper in my opinion than personality actually goes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you can always go back to it and align yourself Am I living in this? Am I not living this? It's so interesting that you started in the business sense, Kate. I think I knew that about you, but I have forgotten that. Um, and it's, it's so cool that you were able to see, you know, the values of the, the company and then help with individuals because when my mind of course just goes around once we know our own core values, then we can find companies that are in alignment with those values. Then we find people in alignment with those values and every other puzzle piece seems to fit in that way. Um, and so it's just, it's so cool how many different perspectives you can have with values, it seems like. Absolutely. And I think what's interesting is here we're talking about individuals and coaching and personal development. And what is beautiful about that is the people who are willing to do that work in self-reflection. But there's a huge number of people that don't ever do that kind of self-reflection in their lives. Whereas big organizations, it's kind of part of a corporate model. You know, they have HR teams and I know you also came from an HR background and they have people who are interested in corporate culture and they're doing that work and that kind of organizational reflection already. And the same kind of principles, so many of them can be applied to our own personal growth which is really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's so funny because, you know, Kate, I planned a wedding last year and there was some kind of stat out there of how many hours a normal woman plans her wedding. And it was some like crazy amount. <laughs> I, was gonna say, then, I, took, I took plenty of time planning mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody was saying, you know, if, if somebody just did that on their own personal development or whatever. And I remember thinking like, gosh, I can't imagine people who don't spend that amount of time doing that. And what you're saying here with, with the companies too, you know, they're spending so much time. We both know that from HR of being really intentional, very, like you said, values driven about the people, culture, all that stuff. And we've got to do that in our own lives too, in order for us to be successful and happy and all that, because on a business standpoint, of course, they're doing it 
from a success standpoint, it's kind of do or die there. And so we've got to think about that in our own lives as well. I love how you tied that in. Yeah. Absolutely. An organization is starting from the point of what do we want and what kind of organization do we want to become? And you can ask those exact same questions of yourself. Yeah. What do I I want Mm -hmm. and what do I want to become? What does a good life look like to me? And like I say to my clients, if you were on a rocking chair at 80, sitting on a front porch Thinking about the life you've lived, what are the concepts or the words that you would be able to sit there comfortably knowing this has been a good life? Yes. And then to know, I know that you use some assessments to help your clients with this too. Kate, tell us about those. So actually, um, I was just giggling with it. I had a a value session this morning, actually, just before this call. I have got a card sort exercise that I do myself. So it's not an external assessment. So I use a lot of assessments in my work coming from a psych background, Um, but they are what I would call psychometric. And psychometric just means they're based on statistics and they are measuring in some way your psych qualities, if you like, or your personality, or it can be your IQ. But what I do with a card sort exercise is actually much more fluid and you could say not scientific, but the beauty about being human is that a lot of what we are can't be measured per se. So in a card sort exercise, I find that when people, you just sit with them and you ask them to say, well, what are your values? People find it really hard to articulate the stuff that matters to them. So I give them a whole bunch of words and a whole language set really to use and help talk people through how do we prioritize these words and what are the ones rising to the surface to help you understand and take the stuff you already know to be true in your core. How can we get some language around that so you can make it usable in your everyday conscious life? Because we know what we value unconsciously or at a core or even at a heart level, but often we don't have language around it. So yeah, I do do an exercise more than an assessment with people, but it's super fun. And it's always the one that my clients say is the most enjoyable session because I feel like there's this huge clarity piece that goes with it too, that after people have really found some language to articulate what they need in life, there's a sense of relief that comes with that. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. For yeah. sure. I mean, the first time I took a values assessment and it was such a simple one and it's one that I give my clients too. I remember stepping back and being like, oh, so many puzzle pieces make sense now. Mm-hmm. Like one of my biggest is experiences and I would beat myself up, especially when I didn't have money, but I would value these concerts and spending high money on a great concert seat or traveling and stuff. And I'd be like, why, why am I doing that? That's irresponsible. But then when I saw my values, I was like, now I know why I do it. And I'm never, ever going to feel guilty about it again because I value that and you know why you do it right so you don't have to think or feel guilty because you're like there is a good reason why I'm doing this it's filling this need in me yes and then just to this past weekend my husband and I were getting in a tiff about something and I stepped back and I said you know why we're getting upset about this is because you value this and I don't value it yes I have to respect that in you and that this is something you value 
and allow you to do this. And it totally changed our conversation completely from me resenting him to then saying, oh, I need to love this about you and allow you to do this. That is exactly it. And I really do recommend, and I have done a couple of sessions where I do couples values sessions because uh, the beauty is that when you can understand your significant other's values or what their drivers are, you're so much more understanding because I'm sure you found with your husband, he was no longer wrong or right for wanting what he wanted. You just realized he needed that. And mm -hmm. so you can make space for that. And I do really feel like it can facilitate so much understanding in your close relationships. When you can say, I need this because... Yes, absolutely. And then two, if you're at a space where you're finding new jobs, finding new relationships, especially for dating, you can go out seeking that. I want somebody else who values blah, 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 and then create that together. Exactly. I, yeah. I know when I was dating my husband, he was planning these great dates for us. And then we, he would plan these trips and we would go and I was like, man, I have hit the jackpot with this guy. And it wasn't about that it was fancy or it was he created these experiences. And again, it was he was tapping into my values without knowing it. Um, and so, again, it just makes life so much easier when you know your values. You can find the people in your life. You find the things that are in alignment with that and you go after that. Have you found that to be true too, Kate? Oh, absolutely. And I think you're so right. I was having this conversation with my client this morning about like if he were to one day find a significant other, you know, um, she would need to have all of these kind of, if there was one, one group of values that he was, he's quite deep. And I was like, she would need to play today. Um, and he's like, you're so right. And I think that's why I'm fussy about finding the right partner. Cause there has to be that alignment. Absolutely. And yeah, talking about my own marriage with my husband, we were joking the other day about how, like, we just love going to really casual, like eateries, like, uh, not classy pubs, I guess I would say in um, my Kiwi accent. I don't know what you guys call them in the States, but um, not necessarily classy joints, but somewhere we can get a burger and a beer. And um, he said to me, you know, I really love that we just love this. And because there is an element of both of us that loves simplicity. You know, I don't need to have the flashiest of everything. And yes, sometimes I love going to the fancy restaurant, but I also love the side of him that is a little more simple. And he just loves that casual eatery type experience, which is also in alignment with my values. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you, what you said earlier, when you have a language around it and an awareness, you see it more and more when you're in alignment and when you're not just like with you and your husband is like, Oh, we're in alignment here. Let's talk about this. This, this makes it so great. Let's express gratitude or love or whatever. And then when you're in a space where you're like, this stinks, I don't want to be here. And then you can say, ah, because I'm not in alignment with X, Y, Z. So again, it just makes life black and white a little bit more so you can continue to find those good things and cultivate the good. Uh, absolutely. You know, I just, it's the self-awareness piece, you know, like once you can up your self-awareness, I swear life becomes easier. It really just does. Like you just explained, Lindsay, if you can know why you need something or why you value something or why something doesn't feel good, it makes it so much easier to make decisions about your future and have clarity about moving forward. And that's the power I see values offering us. Absolutely. I know you just keep saying that to each other. Know, <laughs> yeah, but it's so about true. It it's like, oh my gosh. The clarity, the little clarity gems in my mind. Yeah. Well, Kate, what was life like for you before your values? Before I really knew or understood my values? Yeah. Um, I was pretty unconscious, to be honest, in my uh, 20s. 
uh, more so my early 20s. So when I say unconscious, I just wasn't going through life with any form of intention. So I was looking for love in the wrong places. I wasn't looking for the power or strength that I had inside me. I was looking for someone else to approve of me. But that's really hard when you don't even know what you want them to approve of. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a lot of grounding is what I would say. I was living a very sort of uncentered or ungrounded life. So then as I went into my sort of mid-20s, I was just chasing whatever goal was keeping me entertained. And I became a psychologist when I was about 28. So I was just all eyes on that goal. And that's what kept me going because I didn't have to think about anything else. And then what happened was I became a registered psychologist, which I'd been working for for all these years. And then I kind of got there and was like, ah, now what? This was supposed to be my pinnacle, right? I'm like managing a corporate consulting office. I um, am wearing these suits and high heels that I always wanted to wear. I go into these meetings with big, huge organizations and talk to top people and they take me seriously. I'm like, I've ticked the boxes. I'm in a happy marriage. Um, And I was like, but still something is missing. And I just was like, what is it? Like, why am I not 100% content? Like I have climbed the big mountain and I should be standing here victorious. Like I have got the perfect life on paper. And it was because I wasn't living in alignment with all of my values. I was living in alignment with one of them, which is achievement. Yep, cool. I was ticking those boxes. But I was living kind of a superficial life. My life was driven more by my ego connection than by my true needs. So I had this ego need to be respected. And once I felt like I'd achieved that, it was like, oh, well, now what? And so when I came back, came back to myself is probably the language that feels most relevant because that's really what I found that coming back to my value core really helped allow me to do. So when I kind of came back to myself and reconnected, I was able to come back to what do I need? What does a good life look like to me? What's going to fill me up from the inside out? And why do I feel like I'm missing a puzzle piece and what is it? And that's when I came right back down to my values and saw that there was like I have a core need. I, one of my values is spirituality and I'm very spiritual, but not religious. And for me, spirituality is very much around personal connection and believing in something bigger than myself and having quiet contemplative time to, to connect to that space of me. And so I hadn't been doing that for all of my twenties. And when I came back and started to get really clear about my needs I realized how much this piece had been missing. And that's when I started to do something about it and being able to be back in alignment with myself and filling my needs across the board, not just chasing one value, if you like. I love what you're saying there, Kate. So a lot of things I was thinking about while you were talking is, you know, first off, what you just tapped on, which was you were in alignment with one value, but you needed more. You wanted to fill that cup more. And it was like, there's got to be more to life than this. And so that to me is what I hear is that we've got to tap into these deeper levels of ourselves so we can fulfill all these little buckets, not just one bucket. The other thing is this quote about life is enjoying the journey. Yes. And, and I feel like values, especially when you, I was hearing your story, is what allows you to enjoy the journey of, 
okay, I'm living in my values today. Yeah, not everything is perfect. Not, I don't have every single goal that I want for my entire life, but I'm in alignment with spirituality today or achievement or experience or freedom, whatever that is. And then you're able to say, man, this is awesome. That is so it though. Like when I was in my twenties, I was chasing a goal. I wasn't living in the journey. And what is really interesting about you saying that is that I am from New Zealand. I live in the States now, but uh, our indigenous people in New Zealand are the Maori and they have this whole journeying way of living. And so I was in corporate consulting and some of my clients were, um, for example, I worked with the Maori University over there and I had to change the way I approached working with them on consulting projects because they valued the journey. And I didn't. I was coming through this very Western lens that it's all about the product and the outcome. And if we live our lives that way, we're setting ourselves up for being really disappointed when we get there. Because if you live constantly chasing an outcome, then there's no joy along the way. And that's how I did live my 20s. So like I said, I get there, I think I've reached my pinnacle and I'm like, oh man, now what? Like this isn't enough to keep me going for the next 60 years. And so I really did learn through values how to honestly live in my own journey. Love it, love it, love it. Well, I'm curious, Kate, How do you use your values to deal with life setbacks or how have you helped your clients use values in this way as well? To deal with life's setbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, I find my values incredibly grounding. Like I know I've used that word already, but so when the pressure's on or something's tough, this values are kind of like my safe space. And I know it's something that's so sort of intangible, But I really feel safe when I bring myself back down to these roots. So when I'm facing a difficult time, well, what do I need to be centered? What do I need to be grounded? I need a sense of balance. I need a sense of achievement. I need a sense of spirituality. And that brings me back down to earth when I can evaluate those needs, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So for So for example, when I was a stay-at-home mom, I was a stay-at-home mom. I always intended to take a year off in New Zealand. And then I moved to the States, which was kind of unexpected. And I had just gone back to work in New Zealand. I was there for a couple of months. And I was pregnant with my second child when we moved to the States. So there was, I, I didn't want to start a new job before my second baby came And so I hadn't ever really planned to be a long-term stay-at-home mom, but all of a sudden I had been a stay-at-home mom for like two and a half years. And I started really uh, not doing so well at it. Like, and when I look back now, I realized that that too was because I got out of alignment with my values. And so that achievement need was not being fulfilled. And so I always know that if I'm out of whack somewhere, if I'm not feeling good, that if I can come back to my value core, I can start to work out where I'm off kilter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's been really powerful for me to know my own language and my own needs to, to, because we're constantly having to, uh, it's like a GPS system, right? We're constantly rerouting and readjusting. We have to, nobody's life is picture perfect where we're always going along swimmingly. You know, it takes an element of readjusting and that's a constant in anyone's life. Yeah. And even in times when 
life isn't picture perfect, you know, like being a stay-at-home mom, you and I relate to this, Kate. Those are some hard years for me too. Those are hard. Um, and had I had this language around values or the awareness, I could have said, okay, the next year or so is going to be hard, but how can I make this more in alignment with my values? And those are questions I ask myself now as I move forward, like you and I talk about this in our own little group that we share is sometimes I don't really like marketing. It is not my thing in my business. I love the creative piece. I love the connection piece. And so when I'm doing things that I don't really like, I'll go back and say, how can I make this creative or how can I make this full of connection or spirituality? And then that kind of fills my bucket and allows me again to enjoy that journey more because I'm living more in alignment with me. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally hear you. I mean, one of the other reasons that I went from being a stay-at-home mom and then started my own coaching business as opposed to going back into the corporate world, which I easily could have done, uh, was one of my other values is balance. And I had this huge concern that if I went back into corporate consulting, that I would not get the balance I needed for myself or my family uh, which was why I wanted the freedom to do my own thing. So, I mean, I did. I've created a life that fits my values and it feels really good. Yeah, I love it. So good. Well, Kate, I have some fun questions for you. I love the fun questions. <laughs> okay, first one. I know the answer to this, but are you a dog or cat person? Oh my gosh, I'm such a dog person. <laughs> you know, and talking about like being a dog person, I had this gorgeous woman, a new client on the phone this morning. And she's like, I'm so sorry, I have three dogs. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed, but I have four. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I don't usually tell people that because I sound like a crazy dog lady. Um, but yes, I have four dogs. It seems to be the way I've decided to try and save the world through just adopting stray dogs. Houston had a stray dog problem. And I came out with three extra dogs. <laughs> well, you guys just adopted two, right? Yeah, they walked into our backyard in uh, Houston literally the week we put our house on the market. These two little cute, we call them the mini mutts. Um, and I tried to find a home for them only to realize they didn't have one. So they have a new home now. Yep. Oh, That's that. how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kate, okay, this is a big one. What's your favorite book? My favorite book you know, I could answer this question in so many different ways. So I'm going to answer it with what is some of the books that have had the biggest impact on me in my life? So when I was about 26, one of the things that helped me start to reconnect with my spirituality. So it was the very first kind of reopening to that part of me because I'd been a very spiritual teen. Uh, was the guy I was dating at the time gave me a book called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I just, that's totally the reason that guy came into my life. I didn't date him for very long. And this book just blew my mind. And it is one of the few books that I've read multiple times in my life, but it helped me really realize that there was a deeper element to life. And that we are not our thoughts and I am not my mind and I am the observer or I am the soul watching my life and that I can choose to get into that space of being the observer of my life, not just stuck in the crazy of it. And then the other one I would say was Brene Brown's The Gifts of Imperfection. Oh, one of my favorites. And it's such an easy read. It's such it a small read, but it's just filled with goodness. And that plays to what I would call a scientist practitioner in me. Um, she's got a, 
it's based on her research and um what that really helped me do was realize it was like the key to undoing my people pleasing that book because it was like like any book I think if you read the right book at the right time in your own personal development but that book helped me realize that I was like I said to you earlier seeking approval from other people when all I had to do was approve of myself Mm -hmm. um which was a really powerful concept for me to get as well so those two books are really good awesome and I'll put link in the show notes for anyone who wants to go and get those books too those are great ones okay Kate next question what's something you love to do and can't imagine life without it one of the things I do really like I I suck at cooking just between you and I so like I've got you know not everybody has everything mastered me and cooking aren't so good but I love good restaurants so when I was saying that I also love the casual pub I'm I'm a good fan of good restaurants and fine wine. When I first met my husband, he asked me what my hobbies were. And I said, eating and drinking with friends at nice restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) Something I probably couldn't do without. Love it. What does having a life you love mean to you? A life I love, I mean, coming back to the theme we're talking about, to me, a life I love is truly living in alignment with what I need. It's, it's being connected to those values and being able to live a life that's pretty well aligned with all of them. And that has created a life I truly love. Yeah. I really think, you know, especially as we've been talking today, it just reiterates that fact that really a value driven life is a life that you love because your values are things you, you love. You really can't live without them. It makes life amazing. And that's not the same for all of us, right? We're not like I have done values now with so many clients and there's huge variation um, and it's beautiful to see that variation. Yeah, it is. Okay, favorite setback in life? My favorite setback. I have a couple. So I'm going to start with the, which if you've listened to my podcast, you'll already know because I mentioned it a a bit, but I went to university to be a lawyer. So I studied law for like three years. I persisted while failing two of them. Um, but I picked up psychology as an interest subject and I didn't think that it could be turned into a real career. So I ignored the possibility of psychology being a career until law was no longer a career option for me. And then suddenly it kind of opened up this freedom and permission to pursue psychology and it's right where I should have been. But I came from a family where no one had gone to college. And so I didn't really know what my options were in the big wide world out there. So I was kind of of that mindset of, if you're good at English, you go and do law and that's how you become successful. And so I was wholeheartedly bought into that at 18. And it wasn't until I kind of got into the world that I realized that there was so much more out there and I ended up just where I should have. Um, but if I hypothetically had I not had law um, to start me off, I wouldn't have taken psychology as the interest paper. I would have been in media. I was, that was my other option. I was looking at media studies. So I'm grateful for, for the wrong turn with law because it led me to psychology. Gosh, I can't um, imagine you as a lawyer. I know I would, I would suck. I was, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even get through the classes because I was so bored. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's why I didn't pass because I didn't go to the classes because I was like, this is really boring. There was too much rote learning in there for me. There wasn't enough creativity. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What's one thing you'd do if you had no fear? 
Oh my gosh. One thing I would do if I had no fear. You know what? And this is something I'm going to have to address this year. Um, get out from behind the microphone and actually get on stage. I need Ooh. to do that. So I need to do more public speaking. So, and I, I know deep down in my heart, although I haven't wanted to admit it to myself, that there is some fear there, which is holding me back. Oh, I yeah. hope you get over that because we want um, you on stage, Kate. Yep. So I will be doing some public speaking in 2017. There you go. I just made a promise. Woohoo! <laughs> I can't wait to see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Stay posted. Okay. Last fun question. How can women start to support each other even more in life? You know, the one thing I think is beautiful about the female to female friendship relationship is that we're really good at listening to each other. And I think that to be a great friend and to support other people, all it takes is to ask some really genuine questions and be willing to sit down and really listen to a response. We all just want to be heard. And I think that women are really good at doing that for other women. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. It's so true. Just listen. Just listen to the people that are close to you, the women that are close to you. Yeah. Give them the space to be heard. Yeah. Okay. So going back to values, mm-hmm. about a value-driven life, what is something that someone can do today to start living more in a value-based life? You know, a values-based life. If you feel like there is, you just have no idea what you value, there is a really cool free assessment that you can take online called the VIA survey. And this is by the founder of positive psychology, Martin Seligman. Um, and it's the character strengths assessment. Um, so you can just find that at, I think it's at viacharacter.org and it's values in action is what VIA stands for. Um, so I can send you a link to that, but that's a fun way to get started in this. And to be honest, I don't think those are customized or deep enough to really build your life around, but it kind of helps you get started on that journey of self-discovery. Yeah. I use that one in my business too, Kate. Um, and I use it kind of at the end of people coaching with me. And cause again, I don't think it's that deep either, but it is cool to see. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And it is fun to take in words too. That one's really good with words. Like I remember I had curiosity, I had hope. And I remember thinking, I didn't know that hope was this thing that other people don't have. (laughs) Right. How important is hope? You know, there are so many themes coming up today that I've I've had this discussion already, the importance of hope today. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Um, But yeah, that's a great resource. Again, I'll link it in the show notes to anyone who wants to go take it. Um, so is there anything else, Kate, you want listeners to know about values or having this value driven life? I think that in terms of having a value driven life, start with giving yourself permission to self-reflect, start by carving some space into your life to ask yourself those big questions. Like, what do I want? What do I need? And what do I want a beautiful life to look like? And if you start there, you're on your journey to creating what I would call an intentional life. Rather than just kind of letting life happen to you, you can start happening to life. Yeah. 
Oh, those are great questions. Write those down. Think about those. Those are amazing ones. And then the the question I you know you asked earlier too is at 80 years old, what do you want to sit back and start to think about your life? What words did you do? What what things? Yeah, great, great. No, and that's the first step, everyone. Go and start to think about those values. I hope today, Kate, really set in for you just how great this life can be. Um, As I said earlier, I really think values is the core to having a life you love because when you're living in alignment with values, you know, when this crap happens in life, you just go back and say, well, I have my values and nobody can take that from you. And no one can take that from you. It's kind of like, I'm a cancer and it's kind of like having my hermit shell with me (laughs) at all times. You know, it's so funny because I'm a Leo and I'm like, these are the things that allow me to shine. And I'm like, this is where I go back in my safe space. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Well, Kate, where can listeners reach out to you? So my website is www.thrive.how, so H-O-W, so they can find me over there. Or um, my podcast, obviously, which I've got Lindsay on, and you can hear more about Lindsay's story as well, which is here to thrive. Woohoo! Kate, thank you so much for getting on today and talking about values. It was so fun to chat with you. This was so fun, Lindsay. So fun. I always enjoy you, though. I always enjoy you too. (laughs) Thanks so much, Kate. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.